0: You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast.
1: You are now entering Magnified
2: Studios. Welcome.
3: Coming to you from Magnified Studios, Magnified Pod presents It's Hard to Find a Podcast. Covering your favorite indie bands from the 90s Christian alternative scene. Put your tape decks on record. I'm Andrew. I'm John. And this is our podcast. And we are back with more Martins. Mm. But this time of the Julie variety. Yes. Um, and, and, and still Jason, but you know. Yeah. Gotta, but, gotta, uh, gotta shout out our girl, Julie.
2: That's right. I no spoilers. I'm pretty freaking pumped <laughs> to talk about this record.
3: <laughs> I don't know how that's not a spoily. <laughs>
2: OK, Well, I'm very excited. No
3: spoilers, but this album fucking rules. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I'm not giving you my top three. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, Julie Martin, big fan. Okay. Excited.
3: Yeah, I was um, I was looking up some cornerstone videos of them from like yeah, back in too. like 1998 yep. and being like just a young ass Jason Martin and like mm-hmm. it looked like in that video that Jason was he was on the keys mm-hmm. um because it's because like in on the record we're going to get into this but like yeah Jason was not the, the primary keys right. player on the records so and he was like the guitar player so right either way still really cool to see a band performing that probably f- very few people ever saw. Yeah. live.
2: I mean, uh, we'll get into this a little bit with today's guests, uh, Aaron and Samuel co-hosts of the blue collar love podcast. Um, but I would have absolutely loved to have <laughs> seen them live and not a lot of touring was done by them. I'm guessing, you know, these cornerstone and probably a few other one-off, uh, instances aside but right man i'm very jealous of folks who got to see them and you know and starflyer and anything else martin related live yeah
3: but. yeah it was funny watching that video from 1998 um posted i think it was uh, a is it keith huntington that yeah, he's usually usually if there's any video from yeah. <laughs> from the 90s uh, of this at uh, this era of bands it's it's posted by him but seeing this like uh very you know not great quality uh video and like seeing people in the back like you know like whoosh, like with you know jostling their shirts trying to cool themselves down uh-huh. in the oppressive bushnell illinois <laughs> heat it's like that yeah yeah that, that part a... doesn't sound so fun but <laughs> yeah that that part is not as fun but the rest is good <laughs> the rest is great um yeah so John, I know we I know we haven't we haven't done one of these in a while, but I wanted to have a, a an impromptu session of the winner circle.
4: Ooh. Never won.
3: Your boys had a win. Yes. A a win that I have been desperately trying for for a long yes. time. I have a new job.
2: Yeah, you do.
3: I accepted I guess officially officially today since I sent email confirming the offer letter and um yeah, this has been a it's been a journey to get a new job and yeah. used my boy as a reference. That's right which i appreciate used mickey as a reference it's, you know Having having magpod community come come to my come to my aid for this
2: yes um we will get you a job here <laughs> at magnified Pod.
3: <laughs> yeah do you need a job then do you come to <laughs> magnified pod job services where we guarantee you will get a job your your paycheck's not good enough Boom, you just got magpotted. Oh, you don't like your coworkers. Boom, oh, you just man. got magpotted. Make sure you call 872-762. <laughs> so no, okay, no. People can
2: use that ad for free if they would like <laughs> on their podcast. Yeah.
3: I was I was sort of I was sort of channeling uh, Peter Francis Geraci <laughs> uh-huh. Bankruptcy Infotapes. call Bankruptcy info tapes. I'm attorney. Uh, Peter I'm Francis a Persian Peter Francis Dracy. That's a very hyper specific <laughs> reference to people <laughs> who who lived in Plug Chicago. In the, like
2: daytime TV, <laughs> lo-fi local commercial <laughs> '90s of your choice. Uh, yeah, lots of good stuff to choose from.
3: Yeah, uh, Peter Francis Dracy, Eagle Man, and the <laughs> Victory the Auto Auto Records. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 triumvirate of <laughs> shitty Chicago local ads.
2: <laughs> so much good stuff.
3: Yep. Uh, that aside, I'm very excited yes. uh, about my new job, and uh, it just it. <laughs> I don't know if I told you. I, we haven't had a, really had a chance to talk on the phone since this happened. Yeah. But um, I, you know, I had all of my reference calls last week. I was like, oh, I'm probably not going to hear on Friday, and then Monday was a a holiday, and I right. thought, okay, well, maybe the earliest I'll hear is Tuesday. Um, and then I didn't hear anything. So I'm like, Oh God, this is, this is absolute torture. And then I got an email saying that this, the woman who would, uh, who'd be my boss, she would be wanted to call me. And, um, and then, so I was like, okay, I'll be available after this time. And, and so she called and we were just chatting and then, and then the way she delivered the news, I'm like, I'm like, I didn't get the job. Just like the way Uh. she started, She's like, well, she's like, no, she's like, she's like, you know, I've been wanting to talk to you, call you as soon as I could. I wanted to let you know that we all really enjoyed getting the chance to interview you and I just, we really enjoyed being able to look, you know, look at your application. And I was like, like I didn't Like at this point, like I'm standing in my kitchen, my head is against the wall. And I'm like, I'm like, I didn't get it. Oh my God. It happened again. I got I got far into the process <laughs> and then I didn't get the job, and then she's like, "But you know, wanted to one know if if you were still interested, we would love to offer you." And it was like just like this emotional whiplash. I'm just like you know, and I started crying like, uh. and I'm like, because I just was like, this is just <laughs> it was like just going from like like this like I didn't get it to yeah. like you know once I you know start there <laughs> I'm like so i just want to let you know when you offer people jobs maybe don't sound it like you're you're like someone's high school girlfriend breaking up with them you know you're 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 really great you're you're such a nice guy what is this teenage
2: sequencer over here
3: (laughs) i know right oh man it was
2: like there goes nature
3: there goes nature you know should have waited uh for the end the end of our dance that's
2: right um, um you don't have to say to all that what's that you did it buddy i all did it horns for you we did it joe we did it joe very excited <laughs> for you thanks well man
3: i'm very excited
2: that's our only winner's circle entry for this week i feel like anything else i would have would
3: wouldn't wouldn't compare well hey i don't wanna i don't wanna your wins your joy it's all all right know. here's what i'll
2: say yeah let's hear it let's hear it <laughs> uh I, i'm here for the coming new Jack swing slash uh, house music revival that Beyonce and Drake are apparently ushering into the universe. (laughs) I am a huge sucker for like, you know, the early nineties sort of like very simple synthy keyboard beat and and drum and like very simple (laughs) vocals on top of that. Um, And this new Beyonce single that came out is in that wheelhouse and Drake put out this album that's like pretty wild and also pretty much in that wheelhouse. So I'm just like, I'm here for it. I'm ready for, like, you know, wow, waste your time. You know, you're going to be mine. <laughs> and like, I don't know, rhythm is a dancer, all that stuff. I'm, I'm so ready for it. Yeah.
3: What well, this is, and Beyonce's, you know, this is just like, the way albums come out these days it's not there's not a big lead up to anything it's just like it's happening and so right. like what beyonce's got a, an album coming out next month or something and this is like her first album in like what seven years or something ridiculous it's been i don't know it's a, are you saying it's been a while it's it's been
2: wow um yeah 2016 was limited so yeah six years six
3: years oh my god man yeah we got a kendrick and a beyonce record dropping in this yeah. within like within like couple months of each other blessed we are we are truly a blessed nation uh (laughs) yeah i i'm very curious because like john i i've i've started i'm you know we're we're about halfway you know halfway through the year pretty much and i've started compiling i haven't done this before but i've started compiling lists of albums that i really like so far this year into into spotify playlists and a list of albums that I'm like, I this is an album I need to check out or this is an album I need to spend more time with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I think on my albums, of favorite albums of the year so far, I have one, two, three, four, five albums that I'm like fairly certain that this is going to probably be, to maintain... Maintain a spot, yes, in this list, and then the albums to check out. There's, you know, albums that I'm like, oh, I didn't know this was a thing. Are you familiar with The Smile?
2: Uh, the Smile is on my list that I'm looking at right now. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm going to see them December first. Oh,
3: are you? Okay, yep. yeah. So I have this is an album I definitely this is like essentially Radiohead adjacent.
2: Very much so um Tom York and Johnny Greenwood yeah, are in Tom, this project
3: yes, so I'm like this is not an album for me that is like background music I, I feel like I just really need to uh sit down spend some time of course there's like you know big big thief FK twigs has a new record mm-hmm. um you know there's new arcade fire Mitski, all these records that are like i I want to spend a, a significant of time going through because they're yeah, I feel like they they deserve it and you know, yeah oh so Oso has a new record out we got to shout out our our Twin Cities uh fam graveyard club just dropping right. a new record which is definitely already on my list of same <laughs> of albums so far that I love this year um
2: yeah I've got like yeah. six pretty solid ones and like five that have question marks next to them right now so we'll yeah.
3: see yeah see we're gonna have to do some some moving around, some bumping around, probably because yeah. who knows who knows what's going to drop in these in these next six months. But, um, pretty pretty epic first first leg of the year. If I yes, if I do say so.
2: I mean, we've been on this pod so many times. Then, like, who knows how many of these shows we have tickets to? All these shows will yeah. actually happen, and you know, apart from. Occasionally getting COVID and missing them ourselves. I, for the most part, these shows are actually <laughs> these shows are happening. These tours are happening. These bands are dropping records. I'm very yeah. much at the point of like having to choose which shows I go to because of so many of them.
3: But you know what's and know what's awesome is that you sent me a message this week that the copyrights, yes, were coming to. Well, they're in Chicago tonight, I believe. Right. And so. then and then they're going to be in Minneapolis tomorrow as we're recording. They'll be in Minneapolis on the twenty fourth. And you sent this to me, and I'm like, oh shit, that's I'm like, it was like one of those immediate purchases. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to that tomorrow night. And and there was this name, one of the other names on the list of of there's three bands, the Ergs, copyrights, and John Snodgrass. I'm like, John Snodgrass. Why is that sound so familiar? And it's because he is in drag the river like right right, right. and we talked about him like i think the first season when we were talking i think when we were talking about tumble down yes i don't remember how he came up
2: well he he did uh, he was doing um backup vocals on son of a gun which is right favorite tumble down song. that's
3: what it was That's and we were what like
2: boy if we ever see if drag the river ever comes to town we got to go see him so that's that, that rules. right
3: yeah. yeah so like i'm like chance Snuggrass. why is that and so i was like this drag the river but i couldn't place why we talked about him but
2: yeah oh Such my a god cool voice yeah.
3: oh my god i'm yeah so i'm super excited now that tumble down son of a god play that song
4: <laughs> be like
3: what? i don't i don't care that's <laughs> it's not your song just play it just sing it oh my the god rules. now i want to now i want to listen to some tumble down let's do it um yes. we were gonna talk about voyage but let's just yeah we're gonna, yeah exactly we're just gonna let's just go go back to season one but then you and your boy uh this weekend Harley mm. ray jepsen that's right we got we got glow sticks and body glitter <laughs> abound all all uh, happening and we got Rebecca Black's going to be opening. <laughs> this is going to be a party like I don't think I've ever been to in so long. Oh,
2: man. I'm very excited.
3: I, I'm so I'm so excited. excited. Oh. I, I don't really know what to expect. No, but me neither. I, I don't care. No, it's, it's going to be, be, be great. It's going to be well, so maybe
2: good. We'll, maybe we'll send out some, you know, exclusive content for Patreon uh, folks or something. Oh, for sure.
3: <laughs> yeah, should we? I think we 100% should record some video there. Yeah. Sounds um, good. Yeah, I'm going to need to, I'm going to definitely need to do some preparation for my for my body glitter get get them like because i just got my hair cut so now i'm like uh-huh. i got i got like the, lots of clean space to like bedazzle my <laughs> bedazzle my forehead with like body uh-huh. glitter and you know do yeah, whatever man. that bullshit that they that, that they do at like those uh-huh. ch- shitty festivals like have it all <laughs> over your face
2: uh, I can't wait to see that.
3: Um, <laughs> man, I should have. I, well, I guess I'll have to. I'm wearing my Britney tank and I was top. Say, you should have saved that. I'll, I'll just I'll just wash it and wear my Britney tank top again, too. to yeah, to, do the, it. to the show. You know. Oh, what a night f- it'll be. Oh, man. Night, um, we will never forget.
2: <laughs> you know, something else we'll never forget. What's that? Presumably, some of these voicemails we're going <laughs> to listen to. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Good transition.
3: We nailed it. Uh, we got a voicemail. Line 872 762 4763 Magpod. You can leave us a voicemail there, or you can send us a voicemail at magpodgmail.com, which some people choose to do. We have our dude, Brock.
0: Hey, my friends, it is Brock in Salem, and I just wanted to uh shout out the uh the original creators of the uh, Cisco Hold music, which you referenced in the Starflyer episode. Ooh. It is a great song, it, it really uh slaps. <laughs> um, yeah, but there's a great, this American life episode where they talk about, uh, being obsessed with this old music and who actually wrote it, I dropped a link onto your Facebook page. It's pretty great. So, uh, Hey, Magplot for life.
2: Thanks Brock. Yes. I, 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 was thinking about that episode in my head when we were talking about it and failed to mention it, but I should have shouted out. Uh, that is a great episode.
3: Yes. Yeah. The, the dude who, uh, created that whole music was evidently like, really young when mm. when he wrote it and now lives in relative obscurity mm-hmm. and you know i feel like if you're that dude it just seems like one of those things like if you're so a, much a part of the the zeitgeist and like you're i don't know i guess i guess what what's he going to do is he going to go to a bar and try and be like hey so recognize me no recognize this <laughs>
2: And people are like,
5: Oh shit, it's him.
3: <laughs> Panties dropping everywhere, shirts ripping off. It's that guy. <laughs> we'll phone numbers, like... phone numbers flying at him. <laughs> that's like his
2: encore track. He comes out, it's just like people are like
3: Oh man. Anyway, uh we got a dude, Brian.
0: Yeah, this is uh Brian from California again. I called a couple weeks back while listening to the, the beginning of the Pedro stuff, um, I was behind you guys and I'm desperately trying to catch up, but your three-hour episodes do make it very hard to catch up when you get behind. Anyway, I been listen to you guys for a long time. Um, <laughs> sorry about that last voicemail. bum that you couldn't hear what I was saying. But anyway, I just wanted to thank you guys for this Pedro stuff. I just finished um, the Pedro episode. I know there's one more episode you guys have Apple Scott that I'm uh, excited to listen to. But um, I've always loved... Bazan because I always felt like I could relate to him. I felt like I was raised similar. I was raised very evangelical <clears throat> Christian world and very little inter- literal interpretation where it was just, I don't know, I kind of feel like I experienced the same things he experienced. I probably only really, um, you know, hardcore followed him the first few albums that he had, kind of lost track of him. And then maybe 10 years ago, I had no idea about all his solo stuff and everything. Kind of rediscovered and, and fell back in love, and just loved the way he story tells in his songs. and You know, from somebody who comes from a Christian background, you can just relate so much. Um, but I had a couple um, other things um, I wanted to talk to you guys about. Um, the it's, it's been really interesting to listen to John. Obviously, John, you you deeply uh, love this guy, and um, you're so you've thought so much about the lyrics. It was just interesting to hear you think about them. I think it's a very different experience listening to you, to, uh, break these songs down than, than, any of the other stuff. And a lot of the times it seemed like outside of like the MXDX and Five Irons, um, episodes, you didn't, John didn't know as much, um, or right. wasn't as familiar with the music. At this time it was kind of the opposite experience. So anyways, it's been really fun to listen to. Um, you guys are just very raw with everything. And, and I feel like I relate to almost everything you say. And then you take on guns, obviously, like, this is, country's getting crazy, and just the way that we are, the way that we refuse to do anything about it is just heartbreaking, um, and just want to thank you guys for talking about that, um,
6: and then lastly,
0: um, John Cooper, who's the lead singer of Skillet, I'm sure you guys are aware of him, I, you know, obviously knew Skillet back in the day, but fell off them. he has a podcast now, so through a series of, like, coincidences, I work with um, somebody who knows him really well, and he kind of came up, and I started um to his podcast and holy shit if you want to see the opposite version of like a bazaan or um, even even you guys or where i am in life, listen to his podcast um, i like to listen to it just to kind of remind me what the world i came from still talks like and feels like it is fucking rough and problematic and he just he's just filled with so much hate towards Anybody who is not on his exact side. It's like he's in a war. I mean he literally talks about it being in a war against against uh you know the evilness in this world and
3: it's such a bummer. Like imagine if you and I came onto this pod every week for two and a half, three hours and instead of talking about music that we loved, we just like unloaded bile and hatred and things that like you know you know, every once in a while we do you know in the 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 losers lounge we'll talk about something that's a bummer but like it's not the crux of what we're trying to do we're not we're not trying to tear things down other than you know like guns and capitalism um but you know we're trying to build community here we're trying to build yeah a community of people to love each other and the imagery and the language of like being at war with something it's just like that just really really bums me out yeah and the opposite of like you know jesus right i appreciate
2: brian you uh you know shouting out our rawness this season there's been a lot of emotional yeah you know, content yeah to the lyrics and to what we're going through and to what's happening in the country so it's just it has been a different season in some ways but i it it means a lot especially in the context of the kind of conversations we've been having for people to say like that they appreciate that rawness it might not be as fun as <laughs> some you know stretches we've had <laughs> over the course of the pod but I, i've gotten a lot out of The conversations we've had and the music we've listened to so far this season
3: yeah not as many not as many quizzes or anything so far this season but right wouldn't be a terrible idea to bring back some of the quizzes but Mm. um yeah especially with the the pedro records and a lot of and you know we've been having some interviews and stuff i just don't feel like there's been a lot of time right to to do that so we're like because you know just wanted to spend time breaking down those records because we've had a lot to say about those Pedro records
2: so yes brian you're Um, right i have been thinking about this stuff for (laughs) decades as opposed to like yeah i don't know uh slick shoes record i've never heard before which i'm like this rules and that's all i have to say about it so
3: yeah um and while i do hate read things like pitchfork i will not hate listen to john cooper's podcast i
2: would it's a bridge too far
3: i yeah that just will not it will not happen. I'll take your word for it that it's trash um, yeah. and I probably would have assumed that even with without you informing me that it existed and the fact that I now know it exists uh, that sucks that he. This is These are the kinds of people that are like, they're trying to take away our freedom of speech, says the guy in a world-famous band and the ability to put out a podcast or whenever, he, whenever right. he wants. Dude, yeah. calm down. You're fine. You yeah. have a voice. You're doing okay. You're doing all right. All right. We got our, bro, our boy Jason from L.A. Hey,
7: guys. It's Jason from L.A. Really enjoyed the last two episodes of the Martin Brothers, of Starfire. Uh, if you guys would have done all his albums, you guys probably would like half a year of episodes but uh <laughs> yes. yeah it was a great episode made me think of uh, one of the best shows I ever went to with star flyer 59 Pedro the lion that was one of the amazing shows i've ever been to uh in yes. hollywood at the henry fauna theater but joy electric i used to be one of those that hated joy electric i was a hardcore kid and thought he was lame <laughs> so i got older and matured and just really loved his music I was at a Tooth and Nail festival back in '96, where whoever was the idiot that made the bill was stupid because they had him come on after Focal Point and Unashamed. It was Unashamed's last uh, show. But after two hardcore bands, they put Joy Electric up there, and he got heckled. He he ended up leaving the stage. I've heard him talk about it before. Ronnie Uh, Martin talked about how it was terrible and people were calling him names and. You know, it was not good. I don't know why they put him on after that. Uh also you guys are talking about amusement parks. I heard a story that I guess he tried to take pictures at Disneyland and uh, he got in trouble for it. So that's kinda of a little side story, Joy Electric, but uh mac for Life, you guys keep up the good work. Looking forward to more of these uh cool episodes you guys are doing. So see ya.
2: Thanks, buddy. You know, Ronnie was probably just working on some cool secret amusement park project and Disney didn't like that, so
3: you know it's like uh like Ronnie says in R- Robot Beat punk boys make the claim this is not my style so what they all say rock rules state the same you know all those all those hardcore kids shitting on Ronnie right. and
2: they weren't ready for the robot beat
3: they weren't ready you know but you know what Ronnie's taken over yeah, that's right and that's you know that's that's lame i mean at the same time yeah i can be like the the person who was doing the bill and doing the the order like i get it that that's like a bad move but if you think about a lot of the shows back in the day you get like five six bands on a bill and that's what it was i mean yeah you're not getting a lot of tailored you're just like Oh, you're you're a band. You want to be it? Fine, cool, whatever. It doesn't matter. Right. And so you, yeah, you would see a punk band, a metal band, and like some indie emo band all in the same bill. And I feel like that's what was so cool about the scene is like it would bring together a whole lot of different kinds of kinds of people. But like hardcore, I'm not, and I'm not saying this about you, Jason. I know you 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 know, you admitted that you know that you you weren't on board with Joy Electric back in the day, but like. I feel like metal fans and hardcore fans can be like some of the most unbearable because they're just so metal fans are among the worst, just so gatekeepy. So like, you know, this is, this is not metal. This is, this is not whatever. This is what, yeah, just like, it's so exhausting to and kind of getting back to what we were just saying about like getting on the pod and talking about things that we hate It's just like, why do you why does anybody focus on bands and music that they hate or they think is shitty just like that's just exhausting to me to think to just be so consumed all the time with things to just like hate things or be so cool that you have to hate something yeah if you don't like joy electric fine like hey maybe maybe instead of standing there listening to a set go check out the merch table and buy a shirt from one of the bands you do like or you know whatever but heckling somebody who's like an artist and making music yeah so lame not cool zeus not cool, um, zeus it's, inappropriate. Uh, <laughs> inappropriate
2: um yeah i mean it just is a further testament to ronnie and his uniqueness and being like <laughs> the the fact that he was kind of peerless in that world. It's like, I guess we'll throw him on the hardcore bill. (laughs) Like there weren't a lot of, you know, electro pop uh, bands that could tour together as part of that scene. So the fact that he was always himself and sort of uncompromising that probably led to some weird (laughs) placement on bills and it shows and festivals that he might not have had the best time at. But again, testament to that dude's uniqueness and sort of boldness in his artistry to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing my joy electric thing and you can experience it or not. But as we've heard from folks, like the nineties, Christian rock scene, maybe not the best place for like nuanced understanding of sort of (laughs) right. Non-traditionally masculine kinds of music or whatever. So, um, but we are very grateful that he stuck out a
3: place within that scene. And that all these years later, still making jams
2: that's right where are you at uh random christian hardcore band whose name i can't think of
3: yeah right all right brock
0: hey guys this is me brock from salem oregon calling in in a tradition of calling before i finished listening to the pod so maybe you covered this but the unelectric album uh slowed down version of sugar rush still slaps Ah. back (laughs) pod for life thanks buddy um
3: there you go
2: call out quick here that the Google Translate has bag clock for life uh here <laughs> which is the new and start calling the show bag clock for the real Bag,
3: bag clock. Yeah, um, the, the real head the real heads know that uh <laughs> it makes me think of that Seinfeld episode where George in his in his defiance of wanting to date somebody and not have her break up with him uh steals something from her apartment so he has an, okay. another excuse to, <laughs> to right. so he like steals her clock uh-huh. and like meets up with her again in the <laughs> in the park and he has like this brown bag with a clock in it and it starts like ringing, ringing anyway yep. bad um, clock
2: <laughs> yes we did talk uh with matt about uh how a slowed down version of sugar rush at its car would work and yeah on electric we also mentioned but we got to throw down on that on that version apparently Give it some more lessons.
3: Indeed. Joel Kircher.
6: Gentlemen of the magnified pod. <laughs> this is Joel, your old pal from the Ithaca area of New York. I am in the city of Ithaca underneath the strawberry moon, which I just learned is the full moon in June. And it's when the strawberry farmers know they can begin to harvest strawberries. And I have no Talking clever segue patch? from that, too. <laughs> Starflyer 59, which happens to be one of my favorite bands. Ooh, You guys are doing them all in a row. You mentioned Me Without You's coming up. You just did Pedro, and now we're on Starflyer. These are That's like right. three of my top five favorites. Anyway, I just wanted to uh, respond and talk about a couple of different things from the most recent episode about the fashion focus Uh, first of all i just you know want to say i'm vibing with you there i'm a big texture boy myself that's right starflyer is the epitome of texture as far as i'm concerned the next thing i wanted to talk about you guys were talking about like the vibe on this album i think this album is one of the strongest examples of um, what Jeff Cloud was talking about on the most recent um, Aquarium Druckerd episode. Maybe it's not quite the most recent any longer, um, but he was a guest, and he talked a lot about uh, David Lynch's influence on the music of Starflyer. Well, Ooh. David Lynch um, certainly used a lot of music that had vibes similar to what's on his album. You guys are talking about that creepy like slightly disturbing vibe underneath these kind of sunny, sleepy California oh, yeah. licks and that is the David Lynch right there Yep. Um, I also wanted to mention a story that I got from Jesse Sprinkle um, who was on tour with Star- Starflyer 59, I believe on the Americana tour or possibly I'm the Portuguese Blues he uh, well, as Jesse says, he got a text or a, an email, he being Jason, got a text or an email from uh, David Bazan while he was recording, and it may have been controlled, but I'm not 100%. Those years may not line up. But regardless, uh, David Bazan was apparently uh, always joking with Jason that he was ripping him off. And, uh, so he sent Jason an early demo of a specific song, not 100% sure which one it was at that point in time but he said, hey look, I ripped you off again, so Bazan and uh, Martin have a little bit of a joke about Bazan, just borrowing some licks Um, and I also wanted to say thanks so much to Scott Kerr for being on the episode unbelievable uh, guest insight there, we had a great time listening and um the tunes that you played at the beginning of the episode were pretty cool and i'm gonna have to give a deeper listen because um you know i'm not 100 percent familiar with it anyway have yourselves a great night i hope you're enjoying yourselves and uh looking forward to the next episode peace
2: bag clock for life
3: (laughs) 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 bag bag clock for life thanks joel Thanks, man. Uh, yes. Yeah, so fantasy
2: league. Everybody, check out fantasy league.
3: Fantasy league. Fantasy league. Fantasy league. Yes, get on those, those three, the, those three singles that I got out right now. Our boy, Matt Langston, Scott Kerr. Duos, uh, the duo uh, that we've all been waiting for. That's right. Yeah. That. What? Do you, John. What do you think? How do you? How do you respond? Or not? How do you respond? Like, what do you think about that? Uh, that. Bazan admission or like saying like he's he feels like he's ripping off uh Jason Martin
2: I feel like if you're doing sort of guitar hook laden indie music in the sort of Christian world or you came out of that the Starflyer influence and comparison is pretty like unavoidable right like the Pedro Starflyer scene like, like they're naturally linked and so many people have pointed to Jason as being such a like influential figure in his playing and in his songwriting. So I, you know, I can I can definitely see it. I can see him influencing Bazan and and other folks, and especially maybe some of that early Pedro stuff around the time of Starflyer doing some of their stuff in the late '90s and early 2000s. Like I could definitely see that being the case. Um, but uh, I don't know. Two cool dudes making good music. They're buddies. <laughs> they make know. music together. Like they're just uh both a couple of real great artists from this weird world that they both came from.
3: I know, man. It's just like it's wild to think Dave Bazan and Jason Martin just texting each other, just like <laughs> casually, these two giants of the indie music world just being uh-huh. like. Hey here's a song I'm working on and just Sounds like pretty cool <laughs> that's like can I get on that thread or yeah turn me on there <laughs> what's going hey Dave what's going on I have a question is this a is this a metaphor or <laughs> <laughs>
2: Dave's like oh hey uh... <laughs> Jason, I ripped you off again. I'm like is that
3: like a metaphor? What are you saying? <laughs> like when you say when you say ripped off, are you talking like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like uh, when when Jesus like like came out of the tomb tomb and he's like and he like ripped Just off ripped
2: that stone right off of it. <laughs> you know,
3: you know, you know the story in the Bible like that. Yeah. Um All right, we got our boy Brian Cambra. Any any guesses? Is he in his uh, Cessna? Or... <laughs> Let's see here.
8: Okay, this is the Rudy Librarian, and I have (laughs) got to share my Starflyer story with you guys. So, back in the 90s, when I would get home from school, I would jump up on my AOL Instant Message Boards and AOL Instant Messenger, um, or the AOL Message Boards and AOL Instant Messenger to talk to people who were passionate about uh, tooth and nail bands like I was. And I met this girl, we'll call her Gabby, um, and we became friends, and I think that there was probably some uh, flirtation there. We were interested in one another. And she was a huge Starflyer fan. Well, Starflyer came and played at the local Christian rock club, which was called God's Place International or GPI. And I used to volunteer at that club all the time to get into shows for free. And so I, with my like camcorder or whatever, um, went and I asked the guys if they would be willing to record a happy birthday message to um, Gabby for me. Because I just knew that that was her favorite band. And I thought that would really make her happy. Um, and I bought her a t-shirt and I, and like a sticker, and I sent the t-shirt, the sticker, and the VHS recording of them wishing her happy birthday to her. And they were the nicest guys, seriously. Um, anyway, that I feel like sort of took our friendship to another level, but I was naive. I also didn't ever think anybody could possibly have any kind of interest in me. And, um, and didn't, you know, just didn't, I don't know, it, it, it was weird to me. So, her family decides to take their family vacation to Texas from Louisiana to meet me. Oh, shit. And I'm like, okay, that's really weird. And I felt really like uncomfortable and like pressure and stuff like that. Um, And we went to the local water park together, me and her and her family, and did a couple other things together. And it was a good time, but it made things weird a little bit. Mainly because it felt like her parents were pushing something. And and they probably weren't, you know, I I was just young and, you know, didn't, you know, whatever. But uh, so our friendship, like, sort of slowly fell off after that, which is a bummer. Um, But I have maintained my love for Starflyer because of how good those guys were. Plus, Fashion Focus specifically is my absolute favorite Starflyer album. It's so, so good. Um, And uh, shout out for you guys uh, recognizing the glory of Fell in Love at 22 Um, Anyway, I did catch back up with that uh, girl later, uh, tried to just kind of reconnect as friends. And at this point, I think I was married, and she wasn't, because I got married pretty young. And her parents were like, aren't you married? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, then don't call here again and hung up on me. And I was like, okay. Nice. Awkward. (laughs) Uh, We are still friends on social media, but uh, she is basically never on there. but, uh, But I've still got Starflyer. I'll always have Starflyer. Magpod for life. <laughs> Quite a story, Brandon.
3: Um, so here's what I'll say, Brian. Um, dodged a bullet. Uh, <laughs> while Gabby might be a lovely person and maybe she was a great friend and everything. Uh, anybody whose parents are that involved or intertwined in the relationships of one of their kids like that. That, that's pretty weird. That is, that's weird. It makes me uncomfortable. Uh, and I I imagine there would have been lots of struggles and conversations around boundaries going forward. So, yeah, you know, I think everything worked out for the best.
2: Gabby, if you're listening, call in with your side of the story. <laughs> I hope your parents have uh, Chill let out. go a little bit, yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah th- i mean gabby whatever her real name is uh-huh. um but i need to hear more about this water park you know i haven't been i've been to a water park in a long time not a lot of uh not a lot of midwest water parks outside of like you know what's the what's the name of that that hotel water park chain Wolf Lodge? Is yeah, that Wolf
2: Lodge. yeah, Wolf yeah. Lodge. Yeah. I was gonna say there's some indoor water parks, but not a there's, lot of outdoor ones. So.
3: I mean, there is technically <laughs> there is technically one in St. Paul, not far from me, that's like attached to this like rec center. You right. like see it like go outside of the building. Right. And like but here's the thing. Uh and I don't know if this is a thing that exists, but I would like to start a water park. Adults only. No kids. Booze. Some food. Um, Maybe there's like some bands playing or something. But like, I want to. I want to. I want to rock with a water slide, but I don't want to have to deal with some punk ass kids. You know, (laughs) like maybe maybe I just want to go down a water slide. Don't don't have to worry about like some kid taking a dump in the pool. You know, I don't want to have to like be like this is ageist.
2: I think this is ageist. (laughs) Bullshit here
3: hey well look okay you have kids and I under-
2: I'm and- pooping everywhere <laughs> <laughs> well no, I hear you
3: you know it, I'm just say- saying saying like wouldn't it be great to go to like a water park and like rock with some water slides yeah and not have to like have kids in tow wouldn't that be sure. great
2: there should be adult hours I think that's yeah we get a DJ and some drinks oof but down that water slide
3: oh hell yeah
2: uh we might have to hit that roller rink next week when i'm up there oh, man. oh yeah we're gonna go on some adventures
3: yes we are we we have to i mean apart from carly way we gotta we gotta hit up we gotta hit up some shit.
2: um speaking of uh hitting up some shit, yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> sure gotta, let's, go, gotta, let's go let's go that we got some some great guests yes to talk about this week's record uh bon voyage's self-titled debut we got the Blue Collar Love podcast Hmm. co-hosts, Aaron and Samuel. Should we head over to that interview now and hear from them?
3: I think we should. John, today on the pod, we are welcoming Samuel and Aaron from the Blue Collar Love podcast, a Starflyer 59 retrospective where they are discussing and analyzing anything that Jason Martin has touched, which is... We can't have any more appropriate guests right now than these two. So, Samuel and Aaron, welcome to Magnified Thank Pod.
1: Thanks so Thanks for we're having us. Excited to
9: be yeah. here.
3: Yeah. So, we have been, we're in a stretch of episodes where we are talking, we're doing sort of a thousand foot view approach to the Martin brothers. You guys are going in deep you're discussing any anything that as we were just talking off pod you know you you guys are going to be talking low tom which is just like sort of this you know sort of super group of sorts that that uh that Jason was involved with but um you know so we're we're talking we did only one Starflyer record and then we covered Joy Electric now today we're we're gonna be discussing uh, Bon Voyage and we'll eventually get to uh brothers martin that record and then ronnie's new record so we're just getting you know barely scratching the surface and and for uh dudes who have been making music for almost 30 years there is and dude too, like the martin brothers just between the two of them it put yeah. out just I don't know, like a combined... All, I don't know, 40, to,
1: 50 albums, probably just, more, than, by, just, probably 100. <laughs> just, so, just
3: so many records. But so, um, but, so one of the, the most important questions that we always ask our guests um, is when we're talking about a specific band. And we'll start with you, Samuel. When did you first hear of Starflyer 59 and Jason Martin?
9: Okay, uh, let's see. Um, I grew up a CCM kid. For those that don't know, contemporary Christian music, uh, Newsboys, Stephen Curtis Chapman. Still to this day, I still like a lot of them. Um, But at some point, I started reading a website named JesusFreeKai.com. Oh, yes. Very,
3: very familiar.
9: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good. So we got, and somewhere in there, someone was posting Starfire 59 reviews. I'm like, this sounds like a cool band. I got to check them out. And so I went down to the library. The library, for whatever reason, actually had Starfire 59 records. That's amazing. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Listened to a couple, and I was like, I don't know if this is for me. Mm-hmm. I think it was like gold and then talking voice versus singing voice were my first two maybe. And then years later, I started getting to more indie music, more experimental stuff, radiohead and such. And so I'm like, okay, let's give this a second try. I mm-hmm. like it a little bit better. And then now we're doing this podcast for going on three years and you can call me a pretty big fan at this point. Sure. I've really hit deep into it.
3: What about you, Aaron?
1: Um, I was, I was in CCM as well. I became a Christian in 96. And so I was, did the whole thing you used to do back then and just can't listen to secular music anymore because that was the music. So sure, I was trying to find good Christian music you know audio adrenaline newsboys some of the stuff that sam listed too. so um yeah so so i just so i've um got the mortal album fathom and um in mm. the liner notes um they listed all these bands that you know they were giving shout outs to and yeah prayer chain star 559 and all these and so i proceed to go through and find every every band that was listed in there and the first at the time when i got that album um Americana by Starfire was out yeah and 3 seconds into listening to that album i was just like this is I this is going to be my band
4: <laughs> yeah nice.
1: and i've been and i've been a, even though i'm no longer a christian yeah. um, i'm still a huge fan of the martin brothers especially you know both of them really
3: you know yeah i can we can definitely identify with that as we've spent over 4 years now uh reminiscing but also at the same time critiquing some of that the culture that we've we've come from but so both like I'm uh, presumably starflyer being that sort of like starting point when did you kind of like branch off from there into like realizing like oh there's it's not just Jason there's there's Ronnie and then oh he's he's got he's has this thing with you know his his bond voyage like when did you start realizing the uh the MCU the Martin you know cinema
6: good- <laughs> well that's not, um, not um,
3: so, so cinematic, but you know what I mean. After
1: studying the the linear notes for that Mortal album, I made it a point whenever I got like a new because there was no internet back then. Right. Um, so I made a point to look through and see who these bands shouted out to. And then after a while, you know, you know, Tooth & Nail. I knew um, Jason, Star 5 was on um, Tooth and & Nail and then right. um, some other bands. Um. And so I would just, you know, they, they used to send out like little catalog, catalogs or whatever when you bought like tapes back then gosh in cds yeah. um and um and so they would just have the, the catalog of everything and then ronnie was on a lot later ones because i i remember getting a tooth and Nail slant sampler and i can't remember, I think it was burgundy years by joy electric was up there and i wasn't ready for that yet i hadn't gotten <laughs> to the weird, weird stuff that I got so so he was later and then once i've i i did not start listening to joy electric until like probably like um i was in germany so like 2002
2: 2001 ish okay like, so how did you how did you guys decide to start the podcast? Aaron, it was it was your idea, right? and how did it come to be?
1: <laughs> it was just really random because you know the joke, you know, God like three years ago, I was like, who doesn't have a podcast these days, right? And so when it comes huge nerdy when it comes to music and history, and I was like, I want to do Prince, it's my favorite, but there's so many Prince podcasts and like yes. it's it's just it's too many and you can't. yeah and so I was like, well, I could probably do Starfire. I'm sure there's no Starfire podcast, right? (laughs) Right. And I was in the the Starfire Facebook group, and I just said, hey, anybody want to start a podcast on Starfire? And Sam responded, and here we are.
9: I had been experimenting with podcasts up until for a couple of years at this point. Me and my little brother did a couple of little things where we just talked about music that we liked. No one ever listened to it. (laughs) And so um, when Aaron's like, hey, you want to do Starfire? I'm like, Sure, I'll give it a try. Why not? And I have greatly enjoyed it. This is turned into one of my favorite hobbies. I really do love it.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, you guys put on a great show. I, I'm surprised. So you didn't know each other before that?
9: No, I'm in Indiana, and Aaron's okay. over in Virginia.
2: Yeah, okay, I okay, got it. I, I, I assumed there was some history there. So um, yeah, if, I mean, as Andrew said, we're, we're scratching the surface on our pod, but we know there are other shows that go into much deeper depths on some of these bands we're covering this season so folks want mm-hmm. the real jason martin martin brothers deep dive with some great interviews with guests go check out blue collar Love and some of your guys episodes but i was gonna ask um what are some of your favorite starflyer eras or albums like what what's the the stuff for you among jason's uver that like really hits
9: the most all right so my absolute favorite starfire 59 album it's in my top 10 favorite albums of all time right now is leave here a stranger um mm-hmm. and that one we had um oh well, why am i forgetting his name Sweeps um the drummer joey right
1: joey it's go guys
9: joey Escobar. that's what we Escobar. had um we had him mm-hmm. um interviewing with us for that whole entire album and it was and terry really cool. taylor
1: terry taylor too terry oh, no, taylor no. we yeah, didn't terry, do a breakdown. Yeah, but he did talk about some stuff about um, because he produced that album,
9: (laughs) and that album just hit me really hard for whatever reason, and like it just stuck with me. as probably my favorite Starflyer album, especially because the whole entire album is about you guys were talking about in the last episode, the death of Gene Eugene. Yeah, and so leave here a stranger is kind of a tribute to him, and Mm. I was in a really hard place. I was like, man, this is such a good album. Um, That is top Starflyer as far as I'm concerned. Um, then after that, I really like some of his newer stuff, like young in my head. I heard that right when I was like 28, 29. And it was like, um, I was transitioning more into adulthood and like more responsibilities. And even though, you know, there's this 30 year age gap between me and Jason Martin, once again, it it spoke to me like really hard. And I was like, man, why am I relating to this guy who says so little yet somehow in three lines?
3: Yeah.
1: Um, And Terry Taylor says something about that, too. He said, Jason says so much with so
2: few words like no one else. And it's true. We're used to sort of pouring over lyrics on our show. And (laughs) Jason is interesting because it's like pretty sparse and often kind of poetic, sometimes mysterious. So sometimes we're having to like, you know, really try and dig into songs that are really only a few lines
4: after some out. of some
1: of it's very cryptic though too yes but I'm, i
2: am I was second with sam like for
1: me it depending on the day either leave here a stranger Ash focus or americana are my favorite but yeah and i agree like i'm young in my head it's pretty good but the miami ep which came out after that one um it's really surprisingly good like th- that the that is some of his best work since like the leave here a stranger especially um um this recliner which is probably my f- favorite Starflyer song which is amazing 25 years later you know he t- still has it is it, it i was very shocked by it but yeah and that song like sam was talking about this recliner that course just hits me and it's just like i remember the first time i heard it i was in tears i was, I was just crying if you
9: want to hear a grown man cry go listen to that episode <laughs> all
1: Actually, no, no. It's the Bon Voyage episode. Um, I, I, I broke down and cried a little, like my dog died when we we're talking about the second album, Lies, which is an amazing album from Bon Voyage. But yeah, he just sometimes he just gets you, man. <laughs> and sometimes yes. it's like stacking your face. What are you talking about, Jason? <laughs> but I will say one thing too. Um, he um, for the Vanity album, the, there's an um, uh, the interview he did with a Fanzine that came out with it, and he said that his lyrics people would be shocked about how literal my lyrics are. He's literally like writing about things that are actually happening to him mm-hmm. or have happened. And that's why a lot of times it's hard for us to understand them because we're, we haven't lived through those experiences. You know, we don't know exactly. Right.
2: I remember talking about, I drive a lot. It's like, it's about driving a lot. Exactly. <laughs> so there is and like then- a, a deeper layer, but you know, it's about that
1: exactly yeah it, it is what it is just like life and bed from vanity it's about him because he had some type of sickness or illness or injury we, he, we're not sure but he spent a lot of time in bed and that's what's just like that. and again like you said it's deeper but it's about a,
2: a grown man laying in bed yeah <laughs> yeah and that could translate well maybe to bon voyage which is the band we're talking about today i mean you guys get into this uh on your episode on the debut record of theirs about, you know, these being sort of marriage songs and it's very much Jason and Julie, you know, Jason's words, but Jason is the sort of, I mean, Julie is the sort of front woman of this project and they're singing love songs and they're love songs that he wrote. And so I do wonder with some of these two, like, is this just straightforward love songs about where they were at or is it like something bigger than that? Um, but yeah, there's a lot to kind of dive into, uh, even with the like sort of simple seeming, um, lyrics that, that Jason has across these different projects. Um, yeah. But uh but speaking of Bon Voyage, how do they rank among Jason's projects for you both? I think Aaron, you said they're they're your favorite sort of side project, right? Yeah, Bon Voyage
1: probably uh, of all the Jason side projects of by far yeah the best he's been part
9: of. I really like Bon Voyage a lot, but it's one of those albums um all three of them I only listen to intermittently. It's like when I listen to them, I love them. Mm-hmm. but i don't necessarily go out of my way for them all the time um, that's
1: weird you say that too because like the first one is the one i really listen to like i can listen to it but the other two i don't really like they'll come up on like if i do shuffle i'm like oh god i haven't listened to that in a while and then i will go listen to it but yeah but when i do listen it's so good it's like man why, why did i
2: forget about this i sort of had a similar thing where yeah. i first heard them i think when we covered the happy christmas comp on our pod, yeah. yeah and we talked about how the martin brothers dominate those because there's like three to four different <laughs> martin brothers <laughs> projects on <those> <laughs> that's true and they're all so good but that was like the first time i heard Bon voyage and that's what made me go check out their album and i was like oh shit like this is so good and yeah i really love all three of their albums but i think this first one is my favorite it just is right in my sort of wheelhouse um of sort of 90s ethereal female vocals like fuzzy guitars the hooks that were kind of big at that time with some mogi synths on top it's just really my yeah. jam how do you guys feel about the records like how do they compare to each other the
1: uh, uh there's a quote from um gosh i want to say either like the press release or something or an interview around the first one came out in 98, I think mm. that came out. And what Jason said, well, something along the lines that um there's so many angry girls, like Alanis Morris said, so we wanted to make happy female fronted mm. music or something, something to that effect. I just
2: thought. That was just yeah, hilarious. That's interesting. It is like, it, it's a, it's a distinct sound. Uh, mm. And it's unique for what Jason's done. I mean, it's a little, I think, Samuel, you said, like, it's kind of like gold and silver songs, but, like, cleaned up and made, like, poppier. Um, and so maybe it's, like, the happiest songs he's written t- to this point um, on this record.
9: If you listen to the first Bond Voyage record, it comes right in between Americana and Fashion Focus. And it's mm-hmm. actually musically a perfect mm-hmm. bridge. Mm. Um, it has it some is. of the, the, the heavier, more uh, distorted, shoegazy guitars. Right. But some of the poppy sensibility and the happier yeah. lyrics, well, as happy as Jason ever gets. <laughs> um, right. And so it's like the perfect bridge, actually, between those two albums.
1: As far as ranking them, I'd say that uh, the first one's the best. Lies, um, um, probably my second favorite. And oh gosh, what's the third one? Uh, the right, the, the, right th- the right amount. The right the, amount. The right. right amount. Yeah. And Ronnie's
9: on that one. Yes. Ronnie's on that one.
2: Post Gene Eugene, Ronnie comes in for those synths on uh, on the second record. Did uh, so? You guys haven't done a lies episode yet, right?
9: Uh, we did do lies. That's okay. the okay. one where Aaron was crying.
2: Oh, okay. Um, so you, you have done all
9: three records. We have, so we're doing roughly chronological order. Okay, got so it. That's why we're taking forever because okay. we we started all the way back with dance freaking house children <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. um, and we've been slowly working our way throughout the years so okay. now we're currently up to dial in. so 2006 ish 2008 i don't know exactly
2: gosh we still got 10 more years <laughs> of this guy lots of content um yeah sorry i missed that the, the one you were saying you were crying on was the last episode for some reason i only have listened to uh, your episodes on the debut and the right amount but i mean i i love each of them like i think they sort of increase the bleepy bloopiness with each record. Like Lies is very much like lots of electronic elements that um, yeah. maybe the first you didn't mm-hmm. have. And I like them all, but I really like that, that nineties kind of sound of the first one, like I was saying, but yeah, Samuel, how do you feel about them sort of ranking against each other?
9: So um, I lies is my number one favorite. Uh, okay. And then the, the debut, and then I haven't done a deep dive in the right amount yet, but when I've listened to it, it's my least favorite okay but what i kind of love about these records and i don't know if the, i can't ever tell with jason martin if anything's done on purpose or if i'm just reading too much into it because that's what i do but the first the debut one is lyrically very much about like a happy um, romantic love mm. between married couples lies is a lot more about like the kind of struggles you deal with 10 years in five years in um and then the right amount is kind of like the deep dark despair from what I've heard lyrically. And I just find it interesting that progression. So I, I hope if they ever make another Bon Voyage album, it's the okay, it's 20 years in and we're happy <laughs> again. <but. laughs> right.
1: What's interesting too is like what preceded the the, the debut. They, they have versions, demo, um, not demo versions through it, but early versions of um, um, the song, a couple of songs on the from the debut, and it sounds completely different musically. It's like her vocals are sludgy. It's like a garage band, Ooh. and it's a shame that you it's, it's not on streaming anywhere. Mm. It's completely different. I don't know how they went from the that to, to that. Like you said, that poppy '90s sound. It's completely different. Mm. Mm. To seek that out,
2: yeah, I I feel like it's a shame that we haven't gotten anything from them after that third record. I'd love to hear from them again. I know.
3: Oh my god, I know. I mean. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this right now. This is, this is not too much, not too much of a spoiler, but the, this, this new Ronnie Martin project is so so good. good. It's, it's so good.
9: It is so good. I'm so like,
3: and I know, you know, John, John sort of talked about it on our, our joy electric episode that this is sort of like what he's always wanted from what he's wanted joy electric to be. Yeah. And, Mm-hmm. and i and I can I can appreciate that that Ronnie wants to like separate himself from that that project name and that band name. Uh, and so the, just going in this particular direction at this point in his career, I just think is is awesome that he's doing something that he's allowing himself to kind of like expand and blossom a little bit, do something a little bit different and maybe not so in that that one kind of thing so this is i'm really excited to talk about that project
4: yeah
1: it's amazing that you know these years 25 years later he can create a new sound yeah and such a niche he has such a niche sound anyway and then to create a new sound in that niche
2: yeah and he kind of broke news on your guys pod too right that this is like the first of a quadrilogy he'll be doing
9: yeah which was yeah. super excited about it oh like, yeah. nice
2: and then the Christmas record, too. Coming that's out. What I'm, yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's what I'm excited about yeah. the Christmas album. Can't wait for that. You guys got a exclusive when he uh, dropped that on your pod. That's right. Um, yeah, that's going to be great. Um, but um, I mean, with Bon Voyage, I know you've talked about it on, on your uh, episode that you did, but what are some of your favorite songs from this first record, each of you? kiss my lips for sure oh yeah
1: some some christian bookstores wouldn't which is amazing that they paid enough attention to look at the lyrics uh-huh. but they wouldn't carry it right because of too sexy yeah too sexy for me because you know two married people who are christians talking about how they love each oh other is totally taboo
3: it's, in the christian church it's, it's just so like, unbearable <laughs> so <I know>. unbearable <laughs> it's like this Just this is this is your ideal right shouldn't this be your yes, ideal this yes. is like you're saying that sex is only between two married people that love each other. <laughs> this is what they're talking about. And you're like, how how dare they? This is outrageous. <laughs> so ludicrous. It's so infuriating. It is, it is pretty yeah. ludicrous. They're like they're and they're all like, covered head to toe on the cover, like in jackets <laughs> and coats. Yeah, like it's like the least <laughs> sexy album cover you can imagine. Like this is this filth
1: i never thought about the cover you're right too it is just like yeah just a, you should be celebrating this this should
3: be played in church what are you talking
1: yeah. about like it's yeah. ridiculous but anyway i love that one no it's, um, west it's coast instead friendship. we
3: should sell records that talk about how people want to have a sexual relationship with jesus i mean how many That's how so many like word jesus word is, word is word. my boyfriend songs are there i mean right. it's just That's
1: like too many too many
3: <laughs> weird weird
1: yeah but also do um for that also west coast friendship because i do oh. love the pressing Jason and the way the she sings that song is just in No Paradise is probably my favorite. Yeah. (laughs) How about you Sam?
9: Mine's going to Quincy enough behind follow you. I love Kiss My Lips. I think it's a beautiful Mm -hmm. song. Um, I think uh, the church doesn't get enough sensuality. They just want to pretend oh, yeah. the Song of Solomons doesn't exist for some reason. Right? Exactly. It's ridiculous. <laughs> West Coast Friendship is the um, it's the opening song for a lost CW show. <laughs> and I, I want that. To happen. Oh, I forgot
1: about that. I forgot about that. Yes, it is.
2: <laughs> <laughs> totally. Can see like smiling faces in black and white and slow motion to that song. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs>
9: Yeah. Um like let, let that just be the name of the CW show, West Coast Friendship. It works. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> um, and then I really love your wonderful. It's just like the kind of big bomb out. It's a great build
1: up. Yeah, it's the build-up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those are all great. The picks. guitar's amazing too. Oh, also there was Jason had um all the time from the uh Fashion Focus album made it into like a season of the- World season four or five i remember when i was in high
2: school i was like
5: oh he's gonna make it yes
2: (laughs) nope (laughs) Uh, i hope he got some money for that at least but
1: i hope so too because it was a pretty it was a a good 15 30 seconds it was like a big chunk of time
2: i was yeah i'm just man i've been so lost in the in the bon voyage world as we've been preparing for this episode do you guys know if they ever toured no i with that 100%, they did because Jason, I know you know, it's
1: infamous for not wanting to tour. Okay, got it. And he, there's no way he would to tour a side project okay. except for a little time when he did like three shows or right, something. Right. Okay, <laughs> and he
3: hated
2: every second of it yes <laughs> i am remembering now that jason is not not so much a fan of the performance
3: this is why he puts out so many records he's not busy touring he's just at at right. home re- a good point. recording album after album after album he's not he's not out there grinding on the road
1: sam overall what do you think the goal of bond voyage was for jason you
9: think i think uh bond voyage had two purposes um one to kind of do the uh, 60s air girl pop that mm-hmm. Jason loves. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at Jason's whole entire aesthetic, especially during the 90s, he was very much of the uh, greaser aesthetic, kind of 50s, 60s old man. And That's he, a point, you know, yeah. I have yeah. no doubt he loved that music. So I think this was his his excuse to kind of pl- write that music he loves. And mm. then also I think... Um, these songs are just a good way to discuss marriage, you know. Like all his songs are about being lonely, and depressed, and poor. He's like, mm-hmm. "Well, you know, it's kind of weird to talk about marriage in the middle of all that." So I was writing some albums. Like-
1: they were newlyweds, right? When this when this album came out,
9: right? uh Yeah, roughly.
1: Yeah. So this is post Lee Nash breaking his heart and getting married to Julie. Mm.
2: You guys have had a lot of Lee Nash exclusives too on your pod. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, she's great. Um, saw her in Richmond um, a couple weeks ago, but, um, but yeah, I, I think you're right, Sam. It's, he would definitely be a Shangri-La's
2: fan. That's uh, yeah, that's well said, Sam. I, I feel like it, it does occupy some of that territory that obviously Jason is super interested in skilled at, but maybe didn't get a chance to with like the Starflyer flyer sound or some other projects. Um, and I really like his sort of sound when he's plugged into this, you know, specific mode that they're in in, in Bon voyage. Um, Kind of to close out. What are some of the most interesting things you guys have learned about Jason or about Ronnie since doing the show? Like, what are what are some of your insights into Jason's music after having spent so much time diving in at this
9: point? So probably the most interesting thing I found. We've talked to Jeff Cloud and um, Josh Dooley. You know, most of the band mm-hmm. members during mm. all the late nineties, and they're all like, "Man, don't ever sit down." play a game of cards
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: dude
9: loves they're cards like, dude
3: loves dude loves t- cards and singing songs about cards card like, games
1: no
9: friends they're like you will lose all your money
3: don't do it. <laughs>
9: And I'm like, oh, I never would have guessed
1: that. No, he's not joking. It sounded more ruthless than what he's
2: describing.
1: It, it sounded, I mean, they're like taking people's life savings. Like, <laughs> it's intense.
2: This is all kind of in keeping with this idea that he's like the coolest guy in Christian I know, right? music.
1: Well, um, no, 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 no. His brother Ronnie is. Well, fair, enough, fair enough. And Ronnie Martin are the coolest musicians of all time. Hell yeah. But yeah, Jason's pretty cool. I mean,
3: I just imagine Jason, like, I, I, I envision like he's, you know, he's got a fedora on, smoking a cigarette, and like a street lamp on the corner, like <laughs> flipping a quarter, like hustling somebody out of like three card money on the road or something like that. You know, just moving from yeah. town to town, Thompson in
2: his semi truck and <laughs> he's, he's driving across the state. You know. I
1: see, no, I see him. Here's how I see Jason: <laughs> what, what he's wearing on the Bambiage cover, all the time, <laughs> eating burgers on a motorcycle in a truck, um, just, you know, having a beer, just, you know, playing some pool somewhere in the pool home, that's, I couldn't see him a fedora, I don't know.
3: (laughs) I just, like, in my head, in my head, I'm just, like, imagining this, like, eh, see, you're gonna, I'm gonna, like, he's like, yeah, he's gonna go hustle some guy out of, uh, out of, like, old
2: school cool dude.
3: Yeah, like, old school cool, not, like, not, like, 2022 dude wearing a fedora, we're, I'm talking, like, you know, classic fedora. Yeah, like, mobster yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah
1: i i think the, the i think the most interesting and not surprising but very reassuring um thing when i like going back to i said earlier, when i was when i was a new christian i was look, looking for music that vibed with me but also use from interviews and just the live shows and interactions that i had growing up with these people mark solomon from safe sacred sure. um for example different people they just gave me this vibe that they were good dudes and girls. Yeah. and gals yeah, yeah, and, yeah. um And like hearing stories, like when we had um, Mark Solomon on and he was talking about how like, how Wayne Everett, Prayer Chains, Starfire, 59, um, and Lassie Foundation, how when he was sick one time, how how he just took care of him. Like he was at a very low pace. And like, you just hear all these stories of these guys um, where Jason or Ronnie or Jeff, they just help each other. They're just like good people. They're not like out the bash homosexuals. They're not out there. I mean, being, you know, being too, um, hateful, you know, they're, right. you know, and it was like, they're part of my tribe. And like the last couple of years with all the, you know, the political and racial unrest and stuff, right. it's just really cool seeing people like that, like, um, Ronnie, Mark Solomon, Wayne Everett, Steve hit along all down the line, how they're on the right side of history, mm-hmm. you know, and it's so to me and just talking and getting to know these people, those little stories of them, pretty, pretty decent people.
2: Yeah, we, uh, Having covered so much Christian music on our show, uh, there's some unfortunate uh, lyrics out there that do not stand the test of time. So it's been refreshing in a number of ways to get into these martin brothers uh <laughs> lyrics and be like oh there's a you know they were like overtly christian but their lyrics always did it in a way that wasn't like bashing you over the head with it which we appreciate yes yeah. it was art yeah
1: it wasn't it wasn't a marketing pro- program a lot of that stuff is just marketing that's what it wasn't art
2: well we really appreciate both you all taking the time today Talking just a little bit about your vast Starflyer and yeah. Martin Brothers knowledge, but folks should check out the Blue Collar Love podcast to hear a lot more. Um, we will happily come on and talk low, Tom or <laughs> Aaron. You know, I'm a, I'm a huge Prince fan too. So if you want to have a Prince pod
9: sometime, I'm a
2: Oh, yes. Uh, yes. But uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Aaron and Samuel, for coming by today.
9: Yeah, I appreciate you guys.
2: Thanks. No problem. Thanks hey, for having thank us.
9: Thank you for having us. We've had a blast. You guys have a good one.
2: Thank you very much to Samuel and Aaron. Uh, Great talking with those guys. As we said, if you want much, much more about the Martin Brothers, specifically Jason and his projects, head over to the Blue Collar Love podcast, check out their great album review episodes and interviews, and uh, hit them up on the socials and all that good stuff. Had fun talking to them and excited to dive into this album, Andrew.
3: Ooh, yeah, man. Uh, When we come back, we're going to dive into that Debut self-titled <laughs> we'll
2: self-titled
3: <be> t- <laughs> as I'm doing Ronnie Martin <laughs> it's like we're going to slide Cruise, over come up and down the sliders. just go down the slide of bon voyage we're going to talk the the debut bon voyage self-titled record Guys, my name is Matt Langston. I am a music producer, a mix engineer, and an avid unicorn enthusiast. And I would like to invite you over to my podcast, 11D Life. On 11D Life, we get to talk to your favorite artists, producers, and creators about what makes them tick. We take deep dives into where they get their juiciest inspirations from and how they keep from being cynical about all of it. We even get to pull back the curtain on my band, 11D7, and share some fun insider tips and tricks for our fellow band. And creators out there. So be sure to check out 10 life right here on the Rock Candy Podcast Network and wherever you get
8: your favorite shows. Hey
3: John. Hey, have you heard of Small Step Records?
2: You know the name is familiar, but but tell me more.
3: Well, Small Step Records is a faith-based DIY record label with mm-hmm. bands that are melodic punk pop punk easy core emo and ska and they have some new albums and new bands releasing records right now on all streaming services you should check them out andrew not only that
2: Ooh. they are magpot's first official sponsor oh really starburst got nothing on these guys all mm. right these guys are the real deal <laughs> uh the tagline is love god love others listen to pop punk You can go to smallsteprecords.com, check out the cool records and merch and bands they have, and we will be, through their generosity, offering some giveaways in the coming uh, weeks and months uh, on our socials of some of these Small Step bands' records. So keep your eyes peeled for that.
3: Also, John, unlike some record labels, which may have come up over the course of the podcast, the artists on Small Step always keep 100% of the rights and ownership of their music. Yes. So... Any money that goes to Small Step goes directly back into supporting the bands. This is a label with integrity, so you love to see
2: it. Love to see it. Small Step. Check them out.
3: SmallStepRecords.com And we're back, talking Bon Voyage, talking <sighs> that debut Bon Voyage. We're not saying Bon Voyage. We're saying hello, hello
2: Bon Voyage, <laughs> hello Bon Voyage. Um, Andrew, when did you first hear of Bon Voyage?
3: Um, I first heard of Bon Voyage probably about the same time you heard of Bon Voyage <laughs>
2: when we talked about the Happy Christmas compilation.
3: Yeah, I, Starflyer was definitely not on my to listen to albums as i was so deep into the tooth and nail punk stuff at the time right and it was just too chill slow quiet for me and if starflyer wasn't it then (laughs) bon voyage yeah yeah definitely wouldn't have been it. bennett
2: either I was just going to say, it reminds me of on Parks and Rec when, um, you know, April says her favorite band is Neutral Milk Hotel and <laughs> Andy's like, they are weird and art <laughs> and sad.
3: <laughs> sad and music is supposed to be happy.
2: <laughs> so you were like, this is weird and art. Um, I don't know. I get it. Um, yeah. I, you know, my
3: favorite place to smush my boo is at the Neutral Milk
2: Neutral Milk Hotel. <laughs> jeff magnum he's like my favorite who's artist jeff
3: who's jeff Mangum?
2: <laughs> what a good episode uh what an unfortunate turn chris pratt's life has taken since then um it's a yeah. me mario that's a preview of the new super mario brothers movie where it's, he's voicing mario
3: he's like it's a me the guy who likes mark driscoll <laughs> oh
2: man just be andy in real life yeah chris Pratt. come on, come on um, please. please
3: stop being about
2: anyway, we're not talking about Andy, we're talking about Bon Voyage. I, yeah, they were not. I feel like I probably mentioned this, but like, yes, with with all Martin Brothers' projects, I i dabbled growing up, but was never um, a huge fan, which is a shame because I think I would have really liked getting very much into their discography as we have been the past few weeks. Um, but Bon Voyage, not on my radar at all. But then when I started listening to this record after being like, Ooh, I really liked that song on the happy Christmas comp. I was like, this is blowing my mind. Like I would have loved this record growing up. It's like yeah. very much in my wheelhouse. I'm such an easy mark for this kind <laughs> of sound, but like I mentioned this when we were talking to the guys, but like that 90s sound of sort of ethereal female vocals, fuzzy guitars with big hooks. You throw some mogi synths on top like i just have a giant target on my back for this exact sound and i really like all three of these bon voyage records um but this one is my favorite it just occupies that sonic terrain i love so well um i'm trying yeah. to think of you know like comparable artists at the time um but you know
3: 1998 comparable artists to this well Man, in terms this... of sort
2: of like the female vocals grungy guitar thing like you know veruca salt yeah um, veruca
3: salt um
2: ellie is one band i liked a lot what's
3: the name um, of that? i think it was an australian band i think it was i think uh it was the cardigans
2: oh sure well they're swedish they're
3: swedish i was not i was not i was wrong about uh
2: we've yeah. shouted out the cardigans on the pod before um yes. they have great hooks um and great vocals and yeah you know but that that wheelhouse is sort of letters to Cleo, breeders, Ooh, yeah. uh, all that stuff. All the so stuff that it.
3: you and Ben Wyatt were listening <laughs> That's to. Right, back to Parks and Rec. Back to Parks and Rec. Um,
2: ben Wyatt <laughs> would have loved this Bon Voyage record. I'm confident um, of that. Yes, Um but he uh, also
3: he also would have had um, a huge crush crush on julie martin Martin. (laughs)
2: well who among us wouldn't um Um,
3: i mean 14 year old me it's probably a good thing it it just probably would have been too confusing for 14 year old me (laughs)
2: politics (laughs) politics yeah i know right More like julie martin schmooley martin i'd be like confusing like
3: like julie martin talking about kissing my lips i can't handle this my 14 year old (laughs) brain couldn't handle it
2: and that's why the Christian bookstores banned it. It's just too much for young <laughs> it was, minds.
3: It was too much for fourteen-year-old me that couldn't yeah.
2: understand. They're like Andrew's not going to be able to yeah. to take <laughs> like this one. You,
3: you see this fucking creeper kid over here. We can, can't <laughs> carry These these fourteen-year-old kids are horny as hell.
2: Talking about kissing lips. Talking about um, kissing.
3: Talking about honeymoons. Well, we, there's more kissing over here.
2: Um. Yes. This... Be with
3: you and knowing how I feel over here. <laughs>
2: It is a sexy song, I will say that. I mean, Um, this
3: record is pretty sexy.
2: It's pretty sexy. It was formed in 1995, uh, just Jason and his wife, Julie, rotating other players in the band over the years and albums. But the idea was kind of like, um, you know, this was a, a project that was about marriage in some ways. They were songs about love and for a variety of reasons, I think it was songs that Jason kind of had, but he didn't really feel comfortable singing himself. Whether it mm. was like because the vocals were better suited to female vocalist, or you know their love songs are a little softer and poppier than a lot of what he had written up to that point, and and still had written in some ways. Um, but yeah, so it was kind of a project for them to work on together, and and I love her vocals so much. Um, yeah. I just think it's such a great sort of a, a, amalgam of different. Sounds and um, to Joel's point in that voicemail he left earlier, um, Julie Cruz is another female singer who definitely gets compared to Julie Martin. She did, you know, the Twin Peaks theme and a lot of songs Mm -hmm. that have been featured in, in David Blinch projects over the years. And that sort of like 50s reverby, strummy guitar with maybe some sliding guitars and some female vocals and some synths is very. David Lynch 50s sound as he alluded to and it's just I love that sound and we get some of that here as well. Um
3: yeah. Yeah. Just like the sort of like breathless kind of airy yeah kind of breezy kind of vocals. I mean I think that's that's what works for me with with shoegaze is the yeah. the juxtaposition of this right in like this heavy music and heavy riffage with right those light vocals
2: yeah i know that's something you and scott talked about with like you know gold and silver maybe some of the early Starflyer stuff not working for you as well where the vocals are like so quiet and pulled back that like compared to this like huge electric distorted guitar sound it kind of washes out um but the the production here i think is great and i think you know she brings a uniqueness to that quality of the quiet vocal and the big fuzzy sound and it's such a like For the most part, you know, more sort of melodic and major chord, even though they're crunchy and distorted, that's sort of maybe a better match for that, that combination, but I am a sucker for it. Um, They apparently met on the Housewife Love Song video, uh, which we didn't. Talk about when we reviewed gold on the Patreon, but there is a weird 90s video for it where she basically kills him. Uh, <laughs> and he's like the husband to this housewife who sort of cooks and cleans from all day and then like wraps him up in plastic, and leaves him to die. <laughs> kind of cool. <laughs> Apparently they hit it off during that and got married. Um, but uh yeah, they released uh one uh seven inch in 95 on velvet blue, uh, as Aaron said in our previous segment. Then they signed a tooth and nail um. Bon Voyage, the self-titled record we're covering today, came out in 98. Uh, The Right Amount in 2002, which, again, featured Ronnie on since with that record, and then Lies in 2008. And as I was kind of saying, they each get more bleepy bloopy, Mm -hmm. I think, to a a really satisfying degree. But there is a sort of purity about this late 90s sound that I really dig with this record, Um, which was released March 24th, 1998, on BEC. Uh, Jason on guitar, all songs written by Jason. Julian vocals. For this rec- record, as we mentioned, we got Gene Eugene on the keys, uh, tearing it up. Keys oh, man. rule on this record. There's God. a sort of like Ronnie sound that comes in when he takes over for Sense on the next record. But man, I really love how they sound here. Yes. Um, we got Matt McCarty of Driver Eight on drums, and Travis Zimmerman of Jupiter James on bass. Um, I love every song on this album. I think they're all great melodies. Um, you know, it, it, I went, like I said, when I listened to this album a couple of years ago for the first time, I was like, Ooh, I'm going to put this in the regular rotation. And there were a couple of times where I have returned to it, but not as much as I should have. And it, these three records will now be in my regular rotation. Like they are just so much fun to listen to. Um, and they're mostly pretty simple love songs. Uh, there's nary a Christian lyric to be found here, as far as I can tell. And the lyrics are just pretty simple. They're not
3: Christian. They're talking about kissing. <laughs>
2: right. Yeah, Everybody knows kissing <laughs> songs are Satan's repertoire. Yeah, I mean, um, that's
3: how, that's how, that's how Satan gets in you. You, you kiss, you get aroused right. and he gets in through your, gets in through your genitals and that's, it's yeah. all over
2: even even if it's when the- within the confines of the marriage bed yep uh not good for yeah for us little kids to listen <laughs> to um but uh yeah, I mean that maybe there's some hidden deepness behind some of these songs that I'm not <laughs> picking up on,
3: or maybe like, it's like they it's it's like they said in our previous segment, maybe it's just very literal, yeah, maybe I think it's it is. just about kissing and going on a honeymoon, <laughs> and- I think
2: so. Yeah. They're they're pretty straightforward, pretty sparse lyrically, and they're mostly just pretty love songs. Yeah. Um so that's about all I got for, for some context. Well anything you, know, you want to say before we dive in?
3: Yeah, I, I gotta say that I wanna say that the, the things that stand out for me the most on this record are Gene Eugene mm-hmm. and what he brings with the synths yeah. and the bass lines. Yeah. I, the the basslines to me are such a standout and something that I find so satisfying. Yeah, uh, of course I love Julie's vocals and and the 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 quiet, the quiet loud, quiet thing that they got mm-hmm. going on, and some of the, like the slow burns and the big explosions and everything. The, I think the parts that stand out to me the most are the those textures and the and the mm-hmm. keys and 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 some of the stuff that's kind of. Gro- that's making the groove happen and making and making everything just seem a little bit more complex and interesting.
2: Yeah. There's a few songs where I'm like, Oh, I'm into this and then they'll sort of settle into a groove and I'm like, Oh, I'm like more into this than I thought I was. Cause it sort of like gets to a place where yeah. the music, the melody sort of shifts and the instruments come together in a way. And you're like, Oh, they, these are well-constructed yeah. pop songs, mostly fairly short and pretty accessible, but with plenty of yeah. like, weird elements there still to be found underneath yep. but um
3: yeah we're talking um 10 songs 32 yep. and a half minutes so it's a pretty it's a pretty brief yeah. record um but i will say one last thing before we start and and i would mentioned to this to you off pod that i had a kind of a difficult time choosing a top three and i think for albums that are not always in my wheelhouse it can be difficult but I think it's sure. also because I really, I do enjoy a lot of these songs. And I think if I had, you know, months or years mm-hmm. of ex- of time with this record, it might be a little bit more obvious which ones I liked. But um, yeah, I think this is one of those, like, it's possible that they could change as we go sure. on. Yeah. So Fair enough. Um, let's set sail <laughs> with Honeymoon.
5: That you decide.
2: Oh, it's so good. Yeah, and it's my number one.
3: It's my number one. Yeah, it's so good, man. It's, dude, I was worried. I'm like, I'm like, this is my number one. Is it because it's like the first song, and because yeah. it's is it great? Because it's like the the lead song, and that they put the lead song first, and right? That's right. It. But I'm like, no. But this song rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: I had the same sort of mental circles on that one, where it's like, often the first song will be a great one to kick it off, and so you're just right. like. Is this my number one just because it starts so strong like does right. this really stand up against the rest of it and in, th- in this case i think it does i mean it's a great album opener but um, the, the
3: the bass and then bass the, and then the going into those keys before the second verse
2: yeah uh, no the did, i mean from second one and this was something the blue collar love guys pointed out when they reviewed the record is like that opening drum fill is very similar to the opening drum fill on Fashion Focus. on I drive mm. a lot. <laughs> so it just like sets you in a good motion. And then, oh, those crunchy guitars. Yes. Her vocals are so pretty, that killer yeah. bass line. But yeah, add in those mogi synths uh, in, the, in in the where you're talking about in the chorus and then later, I mean, after the chorus, and yeah. then uh, in the bridge, and ooh, baby, I just... Oh. Yes. Yeah. We gotta there. hear that bridge yeah. uh, at like 110. That Mogi synth sound is just.
3: Mwah.
2: It's just like so hooky and catchy. It's such a big sound. There's great keyboard sound at the ending, also. Oh,
3: <laughs> for sure. Yes, this I mean, is this everywhere is everywhere you go.
4: <laughs> yeah,
0: wherever <laughs> but, you
3: go. I mean, that's the part that sort of sealed it for me. Yeah, yeah. Is like yeah, when it gets to the ending. end, and it's like, this is the part right. where I'm like, God damn it, Gene Eugene, you're so, you're so good.
2: Yeah you you Martin Brothers, and your uh collaborating partners, sure know your way around <laughs> awesome synthy sounds, yeah, um but uh yeah, I'd say the bridge where it just like goes up Love that little like me. yes, uh oh, it's so yeah. catchy, so yeah, kind of where the melody goes there, and the mood coming in is like, Ooh. yeah but then, yeah, as you're saying, with the ending, it's just like the icing on the cake, and yeah. just boy, the song is just pop perfection, um yeah. The lyrics are very simple uh, uh-huh. i love song about going out on a date <laughs> why not why I'll not see it yeah Great song i don't know i don't have anything else to say but it's so yeah. good
3: it is so good uh now the aforementioned the many times mentioned Ooh. yeah uh, dim sex- those lights dim th- oh yeah why don't you to
2: get bag clog <laughs> bag clock after dark
3: <laughs> why don't you just grab yourself a glass of wine come over here and why don't you give Andrew yes, and John a little a, little. Just a little <laughs> smooch.
4: Ooh, oh, shit. Baby.
2: Ooh, I love that bass line so much. Come on, baby, kiss my lips. This is too steamy for the Christian bookstore. T just outside my top three
3: yeah this did not make okay. my top three either yeah um but listening to it again I'm like is it I mean it's it it's could
2: probably be, my number four it could yeah. be
3: my number three or four but it's not yeah. uh I do love the reverby guitar that they have going on those big mm-hmm. crunchy echoey reverby guitars and then her vocals are super echoey and then whatever weird BTB, big texture boy, <laughs> guitar, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mumbling that they got going on. You know, I am curious with the conversation that we we were just having um, about Lee Nash, um, <laughs> and how this song is called "Kiss My Lips," and uh, "Kiss Me" by Sixpence came out in nineteen ninety seven. You know,
5: Interesting.
3: I don't know. I'm just I'm just wondering. I'm, I'm yeah. wondering if there's like a there's something, you know, there it's like, well, you know, look, yes. who's not going to be kissing <laughs> these lips anymore. Yeah,
2: could be. Uh, yeah. For those who don't know the context, uh, Jason and Lee Nash of Sixpence were an item for a while. Uh, and then broke up and there were maybe some songs written about that. Uh, she, as uh, Aaron from uh, Blue Collar Love alluded to, she signed something for him that said I'm not mean because it was a reference to the Starflyer song You're Mean, which is apparently <laughs> about her. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yes, perhaps this is an answer to Kiss Me. Uh, it's certainly a sexier song than Kiss Me. Um, I love that just slinky, spooky, low Boom. It's such a bang, great bang, 90s bang. riff in it the is. same way that like sundown this... is <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah. sort of minor and spooky
3: this is a kiss um <laughs> <laughs> kiss my lips kiss my lips <laughs> um I this could have been like a, a 90s alternative hit on absolutely like what maybe maybe not like you know q101 era chicago alternative sure. record their radio or anything but maybe like if this weren't on like college ra- this could have been like easily made the rounds on college radio or something. Definitely.
2: Like, it's, I think it's a got, couple of the songs on this record.
3: Yeah, it's got it's got this song has everything.
2: Yeah, got- I mean this is not long after Garbage making some big hits with very similar sort of like right that's the same as like you pretend you're high you know stupid girl it's very similar it is right and i love that shit (laughs) um (laughs) i love that it's like starts off slinky and then like these big distorted guitars come in when we move into the pre-chorus and then I love that it does this minor chord progression that like (laughs) just like build into this chorus that's like still filled with these right distorted feedbacky guitars but there's major chords now like it's such a satisfying chord progression Um, but just that crunchy post-grunge sound and melody I just love it nice, warm, electric piano, little hmm. piano flourishes throughout. And then like synthy sounds come back in as the song goes on. And uh, there's a great kind of sliding synth sound that comes in. Um, and then it sort of chills out for the last part of the song where you get it back does. to the spooky, uh, sultry vibe. Yeah. Back to chilling out the post-coital cuddle if you will
3: with <laughs> that electric piano though
0: Ugh,
2: so good man this is so cool this is like spy music <laughs> yeah totally but just a nice long vibey ending to a sexy song
3: it is very sexy um, and it's and it's uh there is i think it's their longest song on the record It's. Five minutes, two seconds. All right. Well, you it don't is...
2: expect it to come back to that long,
3: no, you know, it's kind it's... of
2: slower intro, but I like that it does. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, as, we, as we've as we alluded to, it was banned from some stores for its lyrics. Uh, come on, baby, kiss my lips. Love me like I want you to. Keep me up all night if you make it right, which <laughs> pretty sexy for a Christian scene.
3: True. I mean... But it's hey. not... Uh... <laughs> Way to go. I mean, Jason, if you can, that's, okay. you know, props, props you to go. you.
2: Yeah. If you make it right.
3: <laughs> if you can make it right. I mean, who's making it right? Is, is Jason making it right? Is that is, is that, is he talking about himself or is mm. he writing from the perspective? <laughs> I don't know. It's very, I will I'm keep very...
2: you all night. I can make it right. <laughs> there, that would there, be like the bragging version. There we go. Uh, um,
3: it's like, yeah, I just want to, you know, write a song about how I'm like an f- amazing <laughs> lover and you're something, you know, if you could just like sing this song that I'd like, you know, just like, oh, you're fucking amazing. You can like Such me. a generous lover. I <laughs> yeah. was focusing on my needs. <laughs> I don't know. You, you always wait to climax <laughs> until I am finished first. You're so thoughtful.
8: (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) Yes. West Coast friendship. Yes.
3: Wow.
2: Tonight on the CW, (laughs) it's an all new West Coast friendship
3: about a bunch of white people. Uh, this does, I,
2: yeah, I was just gonna say I love that sort of tremolo guitar yeah. that it opens with and then returns to.
3: Yeah, the guitar tone—I think you can just say uh, across the board. Yes, whatever <laughs> Jason Martin's guitar tone is, it's just great. It's I love I love that thick tremolo-y, mm-hmm. uh reverby, chunky. I don't I, like I don't know the best way to describe it other than like that sort of thick chunky reverby
2: yeah i love a thick chunky reverb <laughs> um yeah no it's nice nice chill vibe yeah on this one uh nice hook ding, doo, 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 after the chorus um but then those mogi synths are added on top of that yeah riff which is just perfect combo yep um yeah and just these are the best days of our lives crazy as it seems repeated over and over sort of a wistful song um you know, recognizing the sort of living in the moment yeah. um, of the good times of relationship, uh, yeah, I don't know it's a nice vibe.
3: what do you think about that as a concept i struggle I struggle with it like if if we're talking about our teen years or early twenties or whatever as being the best days of our lives, whether or not that's what they're saying, just uh, I think that there is a, there is a nostalgia for a certain era that we all have in our lives and yeah, maybe a time when we're a bit more carefree, a little bit less responsible. And I, I hate to think that like I peaked in, in, right. in, in like my late teens and early 20s and that the rest of my life is like just downhill.
2: Right. Yeah, I can. I mean, I feel like there's a sort of a difference between like be here now or, you know, be present in the present, um, and whatever you're in, it's the best time of your life. Like, I'm not sure that I can necessarily get on board with the second, whether it's like, you're saying it as a young person, like, Hey, it's not going to get any better than this. Or if you're just saying like, whatever moment you're in is the best because you're in that moment. Like, I don't know how I totally feel about that, but, um, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a specialness to like, young love and mm-hmm. sort of young romantic years and perhaps that's what the song is about a little bit or uh, or it's maybe just saying yeah you know whenever the moment that you're in with somebody you love if you recognize that as like hey this is the best I don't know I, I hesitate to ever like commit to like anything is the best time I hope there will continue to be good times even if you know well into yeah. my relationship or whatever the, the case is but I don't know i take it as sort of a wistful you know there's a lot of sort of like acknowledging maybe difficulties or like rough around the edges type aspects uh to love in some of these songs um i feel like the message of a lot of it is like acknowledging the like difficulty along with the sweetness of it so sort of like you know hard as it seems to believe you know at the end of the day these are sort of some of the most special times we're going to have or something. Maybe that's sort of the vibe. I don't know.
3: Yeah. I mean, but the, you know, it's talking about like friends. I So I don't know. I don't know if I've sure. always like thought about it. Yeah. I don't yeah, know if I, I re- interpreted it as like,
2: sure. It doesn't yeah. have to be a romantic relationship yeah. necessarily.
3: Uh, What do you guys think? Uh, Did you peak uh, uh, 20 years ago? <laughs> Let us know. Yeah. <laughs> it's still, yeah. But again, as we've said, uh, these are the best days of our lives. Repeated.
2: Um, mm-hmm. these are the best
3: pods of our lives. Oof, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Eh, so sure, sure, why not? And moving, unless you have anything else. No, that's it. Why can't you be John? <laughs> Sorry.
2: my number two
3: okay tell me not in
2: your top three not my top Um, three i just think that central hook is so catchy and perfect
3: (laughs) it's like a little twangy like yeah a lot of bending strings again lots of
2: bending um i just i think there are so many hooks on this album that are like perfect pop song you know perfectly built around those hooks and they're such memorable ones and and like i feel like again very 90s sort of guitar line that you would build a song around um but it's just so catchy and perfect and then so i already love it because it opens with that hook but then where it goes with the melody for the chorus where it just goes up a little kind of half step um and then back is just again feels so perfect it's like it's a very 90s melody that i love but then her harmony is on like It's so good too just all these little icing on the cake moments where i'm like oh i like this oh i like it even more oh okay it's my top three um (laughs) and then uh you know a really cool bridge with sort of tinkly synth sounds in there Mm -hmm. love that um i don't know I, i take it to be a sort of a bit of a relationship strife song um you know normally they'd turn to their friends but now they're friends are in relationships with their own issues sort of vibe i think is is the deal um i don't know what do you think
3: there's a lot of songs on this record that i really enjoy and choosing a top 3 i mean you know kissing my lips is a is a tough song for me not to include cuz i enjoy yes. it so much but yeah there're just other songs that sure. that stand out a little bit more um well, you've got your own problems. I guess I've got mine too. We just turned to our old friends, but they've got things to do. I think it's one of those moments where especially when you become an adult, you're you're a young adult and and you're out on your own for the first time. Then when you're married, very you're married young, like you realize, man, I don't I don't really answer to Anybody anymore? Right, right. Like, I've got to like figure my own shit out, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things. It's like, man, I I didn't have a choice in being born. Now I got to like <laughs> navigate marriage and a job. Right. Yeah, yeah. This, is, yeah. this is this is this
2: bullshit. I'm an adult. <laughs> you don't own me, Look, hot dog, man.
3: Welcome That's... to the real world, jackass. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's sorry i know you were making like a real point but as soon as you're like you're an adult in my head was like i'm an I'm adult, an adult. <laughs> my dad's not a phone
5: <laughs>
4: duh
2: <laughs> anyway uh yeah talking I just, like, lonely island yeah <laughs> um Went to i just the farmer's market
3: with my so-called girlfriend
2: <laughs> <laughs> he gets it he knows what it's like he's like why can't you be um yeah I just can't resist that central hook and yeah. and the melody where it goes for the chorus. I just yeah it had to be had to be in the top three
3: all right, uh hey,
2: Andrew, hey, you're wonderful
3: hey, John, hey, John, look at me, look at us
2: <laughs> you're wonderful Ooh. oh shit Oof. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I love everything about this
3: (laughs) yes please more sliding
2: hell yeah to jump back in yes. later for where it yeah, happens. Yeah, about,
3: about uh, three minutes in, we're going to have to have the yeah. jump back in.
2: Uh, this is been number three. Okay. Uh, I love the vibe so yes. much. me I too. I love all the elements. Uh, you hate the song, that's fine. Um, <laughs> no, I don't.
3: This is just, again, this is this just like Kiss My Lips. Yeah. This could be my number four, maybe sure. my number three, yeah. it's uh, it's it, uh, i, don't I know. know
2: they're all great songs I, yeah. I there's no song i don't love um but this one that almost like theremini yeah <laughs> synth sound that's in the what opening. i was like i was
3: like it i don't know if it's a theremin i think it it's just
2: a synth that sounds it like doesn't, blend, it
3: doesn't it doesn't sound exactly like a theremin no. but it's like theremin adjacent
2: yes which you know i'm a sucker for that like yeah. uh there's so many elements of a sucker for that that synth sound in the opening i'm like oh is it spooky and then we get that slide (laughs) guitar on top of that which you know i love that (laughs) that classic kind of 50s sound and just kind of nice 50s love song lyrics yeah Uh, but then there's a chunk (laughs) in a big explosion at like uh 213 i think it comes in
3: yeah let's uh let's get in there Here we
2: go. Hell yeah. Ugh, that guitar sound. i love this so much <laughs> so cool that whole like second half of the song is you know distortion yeah um but it's still really pretty because there's that like nice high guitar part on top of that the ring, yeah. ring, ring, ring but then the crunchy guitars underneath and the synths are starting to do some wild stuff you know? yeah yeah It just rules oh i love this song
3: it's so good. uh
2: could see this in a david lynch song as well you know maybe it's like starts off slow and then something happens and things get weird, and then that second part kicks in. Um, <laughs> here for it,
3: yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a another it's another long one. It's the the second the second longest about four or five, yeah. and it's yeah, so it does take some it does take a minute to, but it's that slow burn, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things where when you're not expecting it, right? It, It catches you off guard. So it's sort of like kiss my lips, where it's, you know, this starts off really pretty and you're like, ooh, this is like sexy and slinky. Mm -hmm. And then it's like,
2: (laughs) (laughs) yep. The rules. Yep. No one else rules. i yes.
3: This is my number three. Yeah, this song rules. <laughs> so cool. This, Andy, has, you got it. I want it. You so, it's got the the, the bass line is, the, the bass is so good in this song. Yeah, like is. this is what I was saying. Like that the bass on honeymoon is so good. The bass on this song is so good, and it's just so playful and and like the like the you
2: yeah where it drops out it yeah, drops it out It's
3: that's so cool but also the line <laughs> the line all the things that you said the times you wish that you were dead uh I sometimes i can read your mind you got it i want it i'm like yeah well <laughs> <laughs> i mean same i so- kind of wondered
2: about that is it like <laughs> again is he imagining like what she thinks about him <laughs> or she's just like oh you're always wishing you're dead <laughs> like i don't know if that's exactly what it is because then it ends with you don't even like our sound or the songs we sing about, and I'm like, oh, is it like them as a couple, sort of against the world, sort of thing? I don't know. Um,
3: um, I don't know. It 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 maybe be one of those things where we're like maybe reading too much into it, but like sure. trying to be like we're playing like three dimensional chess, trying to be like, but if <laughs> it's Jason writing and singing, and then <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, right, yeah, I don't know, but. It rules, though. Yeah, that's what I know.
3: The little, all the little. I mean, from. Woo, woo,
2: yeah.
3: Rules. Fuzzy. Everything's so fuzzy.
2: This is exactly what I was thinking of when I was like, there's songs that like really the groove settles in with like the bridge. Yeah. Um, I really love where it goes there. Yeah. Um, but just from second one with the like, wee, wee, sort <laughs> of like Dr. Who synth sound. Yeah. I love that sound. And then that comes back in for the second verse. Beautiful. That's just great melody on this one. Love it. I, I can't argue with it being in your top three.
3: Yeah. I mean, is this uh, is this a, another like dalek fucking song i think it's gotta
2: be (laughs) that that phrase will never leave my mind now thanks to matt langston
3: i mean i think this whole whole record is is (laughs) is one of those one of those albums for them
2: Daleks are like kiss my lips (laughs) um,
3: bleep bloop zero zero one put your cable in my port i don't know hey it's a little too sexy <laughs> okay Dude, this is not it, this is here. not in the christian robot uh, no, record no. <laughs> or bookstores <laughs> sorry ronnie <laughs> um i just wanna parentheses be with you love hmm.
2: it So good, great! I love that strummy guitar sound. So yeah, good. Yeah,
3: it's that is a Jason Martin. Yes. Uh, tell, telltale. Uh, yes. You know. Yeah, that that we that was definitely we called out some of that on mm-hmm. the Fashion Focus. He did for some sure. of that too. 50s vibes.
2: So good. I'm such a sucker for it. I love that 50s vibe. Those warm twinkly keys yep. on top of it, um, and there's just a great guitar line and guitar sound that we heard after the chorus there. Yeah. Um, and another uh, theremin sounding synth comes in at the end. If we could hear some of that. Sure can. it be a little later. Oh, there we go. So cool.
3: Even the song title is like a fifties vibe. Mm-hmm. I just want to be with you. Sounds like it could be a thousand different songs that are probably called. I just want to be with you.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I No additional notes. I just love it. No. Nope. I want to live in these sounds.
3: Yeah. We you know how you feel, John.
2: nice bent guitar strings here too.
3: Absolutely. Um, Uh, Yeah. The bass little all the little bass flourishes and bendy guitar strings. mm -hmm. Even though the song to me isn't like the strongest song.
2: It's probably the least interesting.
3: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's, and I think for an album that's 10 songs Yeah. If you're going to have a 10 song record, I feel like Every single song needs to be bringing it, and this one is. It's still, it's still fine, still good, but it's, it, it it's not the strongest of on the record, yeah. in my opinion.
2: I agree with that. Uh, I do like it. I think especially yeah. when the harmonies come in on the second verse, it sort of perks up a little bit. Anytime she's doing a set of harmonies on top of her voice, I think it sounds great. Um, but yeah, just not as you know, doesn't really kick into another gear as we sometimes say, yeah. um, but I do enjoy
3: it. Yeah. I like many of the songs on this record. Very, very few lyrics. Not a lot. Right. Not a lot of, not a lot going on. Yeah. Um We know how you feel. Heard word about your bum deal. Lift up your head. It's all right. I know how it feels. I know there's a plan. Lift up your head. It's all right. We know how you feel. Sometimes you want to worry all night. Those are all the words. Cheer um, up, you kid. Yeah, cheer up, you kid. It's going to be OK. Lift up your head. And I what know there's a mean, <laughs> and I know there's a plan is maybe like the, is that possibly a religious solution. The yeah. only possible yeah. thing I could take from this record right. yeah. is and I know there's a plan. Right. And I wavered on that. I don't and know. That's a snap that is itself is sort of a stretch. Right. Right. Really? But yeah. Um, And now, for the shortest song on the record, Mm. Together. This is a really pretty song. It it's, is it's so short. It's really Very pretty. Short. The simplicity of it, the the, the little yeah, keys coming rolls. in there really make it make it something a little bit more special.
2: Definitely. That sort of flutey, woodwindy yes. key sound. Yes. Um yeah, it's such a cool one. It's the most chilled out song on the record for sure. There's no distortion that kicks out from under you at any point yeah. um very similar melody in the beginning to uh my iron lung the Radiohead song where it's like mm. suck suck a teenage thumb um but this one goes into major chords eventually um but yeah really really pretty cool vibe
3: here so john i mean we we moved through these songs pretty quick <laughs> we did i mean there's not again like like we said with the blue collar guys, like not a lot of lyrics to like necessarily right. break down or pour over yeah. or, pour, pour over, you know, it's like, so what do you think she means when she says about that? There's like, she has a broken heart. What do you think she means?
2: Right. <laughs> yeah Is it, is it a metaphor for the fall? <laughs>
3: <laughs> is it, it a metaphor it is for, for like, a, a lot of, is like a broken songs? heart. It's like, because someone had an abortion. Is that, is that what they're talking about?
2: <laughs> oh man. Thankfully. No abortion songs. <laughs> <laughs> by uh,
3: no, no. Um, so the last song, and John, if you if you were counting, mm, my um, number two, my number two, no paradise. Oh shit. <laughs>
5: So
2: good. This so- one moved in and out of my top three. <laughs> Ultimately, it's in my top five. I would say, but yeah. boy, what a great song this is!
3: Yeah, what a great closer. Yep. The, the I mean, just it, like starting off from the very beginning, you're like, yep. we got some. <laughs> just like beautiful eighties, I know. Sound all per- over the song. Perfect.
2: <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, give it to me. And just it's and it's so like good. the
3: sustained, just holding mm-hmm. those chords there too.
2: Yeah, this is uh, Samuel from uh, Blue Collar Love said that he could imagine this as the ending song in an '80s movie, <laughs> which is yeah. like a perfect way to think about it. Just yeah. like, uh, I love that keyboard sound.
3: Got some na na nas. <laughs>
2: So pretty, just fading
3: that, out with a na na na.
2: So perfect. Couldn't you see the like the cup? It's like a Top Gun ending or something. It's like a couple silhouetted, and it fades out to the song. So perfect. It's like
3: throwing their fists in the air. Yeah, exactly. Breakfast. Breakfast Club, Club style. style. Yeah, yep.
2: it's such a that keyboard sound is so specific to like 80s, and it doesn't sound cheesy for me. It sounds perfect and like
4: nee yeah. <laughs> nee nee
2: nee nee. It's so anthemic. It's like pure yep. and yearning yearning is in my head because as i shared on social media spotify was like we've identified your music listening as yearning uh here's the sad girl starter pack which is literally (laughs) what they call it." it is like all right spotify i may i I like yearning okay
3: um it makes me think of a do you read do you ever read reductress Yes, yeah. So good. Uh, the the headline: three three ways to linger in a doorway to let others know that you're yearning. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so perfect. They're the best. Um, but yeah, that even that little, um, dee, 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 you know, who I yeah. thought of for that little reverb guitar line.
3: Paradise. What's that?
2: This is our dudes in Polaris right? Kind of a little Polarisy Ooh. reverby guitar line there.
3: Oh. Da, 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 da. It I, just has
2: so many good elements.
3: I do. It's true. That's true. Uh, Mark Mulcahy of the band polaris uh another dude who's gone on to do a lot more music outside of that band but very specific kind of 80s sound yeah. I, I put i kind of put polaris in a in a similar sort of college radio rock right. that would not be i mean early replacements were far more punk than than yeah. Polaris were but like you know polaris rem right the replacements that kind of like era yeah. of of indie college rock i just right. i just love that I lo- I it's just a good love vibe shit, man yeah
2: it's a good vibe this it's album a is great a great song vibe. oh boy do i love this album i mean i yeah it ends with sometimes this life's no paradise repeated over and over which like <laughs> is a good sad boy ending it's true. <laughs> even on a, a poppy love song record jason can't assist ending in a sad place um <laughs> But man. yeah, it's a perfect ending as you said. I would love I would love for a movie to end with this. You know, Stranger Things or something. Couldn't you see this in there? Yes. It's just so good, man. I yeah, it's hard for me to have left out this one, Kiss My Lips, a couple other ones. There's so many great songs here. I'm such a fan of this record. Um
3: I mean, I just like listening to this record, I just want to like go out and like bust out my like like st- sailor pea coat or you know just like <laughs> totally i mean it got a uh, pea coats in the in the late 90s early 2000s were like yes the thing and i'm not saying like the cover isn't like doesn't feel super dated with the exception of like the boot cut jeans but sure. still i i still think everybody looks super hot on the cover
2: <laughs> yes it's true yeah uh you know, I asked uh, Blue Collar Love Dudes, you know, hey, did they ever tour? And they're like, no, Jason doesn't really tour, which makes sense. Uh, but I mean, I would love to see Starflyer live. I would love to see Ronnie live. I would love to see Bon Voyage live. But it's just like, after listening to these records and this one in particular, just being like, man, it's so sad to not be able to be like, well, I'll see them on their next tour. Like, <laughs> that won't ever happen, <laughs> probably. But at the same but time, I would it's love like, to see it.
3: Guys, you're a family, just yeah. like, put on one show yeah and combine a whole bunch of different songs from all of your bands it will we'll be, come it'll be fine yeah we will um, we'll, we'll be in the audience we will be like we just came <laughs> to see you play that's what Sorry. i'm saying <laughs>
2: i meant the other kind of calm but you know if i'm listening to kiss my lips yeah you know. um, this
3: is another it's another come corner over here oh boy
2: no the come corner's been retired um <laughs> but, but um yeah just just such great songs i would really i would really love to to see them live or just to see more output from them yes. um if folks are into this and don't know their discography like check out their other two records they're also really good um so bon voyage to bon voyage i wish we yeah. could do even more with them but um very fun week and more fun weeks ahead Oof. um in the meantime mm. let us know about your bon voyage journey what you think about this record
6: sure at
2: magnified pod on instagram facebook and twitter follow and subscribe to the pod if you haven't already give us a rating or a review throw in a funny interesting you know comical review we'll read it Right here on the pod. Yeah, you
3: think you're you think you're a wise guy, think you're funny? Hey, why don't you try and make us laugh?
2: Write out review right, a review over here. Write out a review over here. Maybe you, like there's
3: a, ch- a couple chuckleheads over here.
2: Am I a clown? Do I amuse you? <laughs> you? Amuse you over here? Give a rating, a review. Uh email us at magnifiedpod at gmail.com.
3: Hey, leave us a voicemail at eight seven two seven six two four seven six three, eight seven two seven magpod over here.
2: That's eight seven two seven magpod to get It's your latest hired. Do you you want to get? Do you want
3: (laughs) to (laughs) get? Do you want to file Chapter Eleven bankruptcy? Then call MagPod. We can't help you with bankruptcy, but you know we can tell you about some good music. Okay, you guy. Okay.
2: We uh, we had this local ad of the Twin Cities when I was growing up, which I hope anybody remembers this. But it was like for some legal firm and it was like naming the different things that you might need a lawyer for and it's like adoption option option real estate real estate real estate (laughs) (laughs) if anybody remembers this anyway (laughs) shout out to that specific law firm commercial uh support us at the patreon patreon.com slash magnified pod for all kinds of extra stuff we're gonna get another uh bonus app out here shortly little tease and uh you can pick up some merch new season four merch at magnifiedpod.storeenvy.com thanks to small step records for sponsoring us go to smallsteprecords.com to learn more and thanks to shadow producer jason and bruno at unoriginal vinyl for our artwork well i think i hear the voice of the spirit begging us to shut the fuck up we'll be back to try to make you go astray in two weeks we'll be off next week when we'll discuss the brothers martin's self-titled album Ooh, baby oh This is Mag- Magmodic after, after Dark. If you're a Christian bookstore, <laughs> we'll kindly throw this album in the trash.
0: <laughs> Ooh,
2: lock those doors to your Christian bookstore. <laughs> this is it's too case. sexy for you. we lock in.
4: <laughs> Whoa.
3: Pastor Greg, I think this, <laughs> I don't think this music is Christian. <laughs> They're talking about Chris, the kissing and it's making my tummy feel weird.
2: <laughs> oh, that poor kid. <laughs> um, That was fun.
3: So when we were talk, you we were just talking about um, weird ads from the 90s. <laughs> that made me think of <laughs> let me see i i just i just I hadn't thought about this um oh my god i haven't <laughs> thought about this are are you are you ready i'm ready i'm sure you've seen will I be ready oof
5: do you want to make more money I do sure, we all do so, call this free number to find out how easy it is to train at home for a better career. At ICS, more than 10 million men and women have prepared for new careers without setting foot inside a classroom. And now, at home, in your spare time, you can get your diploma or your degree. Choose from any one of these she courses: blink. high school, TV, VCR repair, child daycare, <laughs> computer programming, electrician, veterinary assistant, medical dental office, bookkeeping, legal assistant, interior decorating, drafting, hotel restaurant management learning the personal computer or get your degree you can major in business management or accounting make this important call right now
9: call now for the
2: (sighs) i like how she looks over at them occasionally
3: yeah this thing that i can't see um imagine being the jabroni that majored in tv vcr repair (laughs) that's a short-lived degree there (laughs) It's like oh what happened it's like hey i uh, need some help uh, fixing your vcr it's like um i don't know we have like a a, a brute a blu-ray player and with like 7.01 oh, surround sound fuck oh, i'm shit. out of luck god damn
5: it.
2: <laughs> do they have some equivalent to that today where it's like blu-ray <laughs> repair and uh Apple I, tv uh, repair
3: it's like if someone's Blu ray player breaks, no one's going to be like, oh, I got to call the Blu ray <laughs> player guy.
2: <laughs> a specialist. This is specialist. funny, that like, TV VCR was like, it's like, specific... oh, I'm going to go,
3: hey, I'm going to Angie's list. I need to find the Blu ray player guy. <laughs> it's like, no, you're going to go out and like spend $80 on a new right. Blu ray player.
2: And that's what's wrong with our country, yes, Andrew.
3: I know. Sally Struthers had it right.
4: <laughs> For more shows like this one, visit rockcandyrecordings.com.